Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast brought to you in association with Betbright. We now know England's last 16 opponents. We're going to be playing Colombia. Um, this is what the people wanted apparently. The people wanted the easier draw. This is what we got. We've actually ended up with possibly one of the more difficult last 16 ties. Uh, to look back at England's game against Belgium, I'm Aaron Flanagan and joining me today is Mark Jones first of all. Hiya, you okay? Very good Mark, yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Good stuff, and yeah, that was quite really polite compared to normal. Um, yeah, not, I just normally come in and kick you, don't I? But, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, I'm good. That, yeah. that, that, that was nice. Uh, Matty Lawless is here as well. Did you run out of guests uh, yeah, to bring me in? Yeah, he was. I thought good. I was having a break. Yeah, um, it's good to be back though. I it? had one, it was good. I, had a little, I, I, was on, <laughs> yeah. I was on every day for a bit and now I had a little break and I've refreshed and what happy to talk about the World Cup. Yeah, well, Absolutely. I've missed all the listeners, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy I'm back. <laughs> um, you say, Mark, uh, you're happy to talk about the World oh, Cup, no. are you happy to talk about this England game? Because, I mean, um, let's be honest, it, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't great, was I it? I guess that's why I'm sitting here, I don't know if I yeah. talk about it. Well, yeah. I was saying to Jones earlier, that's probably up there with the dullest game in a tournament so far, which was, well, France-Denmark, which was nil-nil. This was awful. Nobody wanted to win it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm probably not as negative as, as others because... Unlike Ryan Giggs, I'm not going to use the word we in this uh, when I'm referencing England <laughs> because, because I'm from Wales. But um, I thought it was always going to be a tricky one because it was really odd, the circumstances around the game, I thought. And, and I've never known anything like it for all the conversations between, you know, is it right to do this, do this, do that. I think at the end of it, Gareth Southgate might look back and say he could have changed fewer players. Um because I just think, regardless of of what was happening with the group or what was happening with the permutations, or whatever, but you can you can, it's it's a tournament. It's, it's it's four weeks of football, and there's a lot to be said for winding up players and just sending them out there. And you've got someone like Harry Kane who just can't stop putting the ball in the goal. Um, I get I get the 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 having people fresh for for the for the next rounds. That's absolutely fine. But I thought was it eight changes in the end. Yeah, I thought that was too many. Um, and you could just see that the rhythm, the little, the little partnerships that, that players build up on the pitch, little combination play and things like that, it just wasn't there. And obviously, because this is a team that never played together before. Yeah. Um, d- does it feel like England have lost a lot of their momentum then? Because, I mean, I, I don't know for me, I was kind of like the, the Tunisia game, even when it was, we were drawing, I was like, oh, England, you know, still playing well, they're still pushing, they're still mm. motivated. The Panama game was obviously just a, a one-off, just frenzy of goals. And then this one, it just... I think it does. I think it really does, uh, and I think it, it sort of stifled the mood of the nation. I think if you if you if we're talking about reflecting on a game, there'll be a lot of disappointed people across the nation tonight. Uh, sorry, this morning, um, and also you look at the players who have played. Now they were part of a winning squad. Now that team has lost. What does that do psychologically mm. to those players? That yeah. knowing that, hang on, if I do come in, well, I didn't win last time. Yeah, I don't. I mean, look, yeah. this has been pretty extreme way of thinking but sometimes it does have a does have an impact on the players and you know we saw Marcus Rashford who had you know he, he had a half decent game but when push comes to shove he's there to score goals he didn't and looking at that England team without Harry Kane they're in trouble and he had to play because as as Jonesy said he had that kind of his confidence is sky high. He's scoring for fun. He's the top scorer at this World Cup. Five goals. So why are you resting your captain? He's not on a booking. He's not injured. He should be leading the team. Even if you start him and you play him for for 60 minutes and then take him off, but get off to a good start. I always think 
pick your best players that are available. I'm not saying that the players who did start are not good enough, but as 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 a squad, you know, you can't make wholesale changes in any competition, in any form of football. I think it just, you know, you could be playing Sunday Sunday football and you make nine changes to the side, there's yeah. going to be a negative impact on it. And that's that's what happened. Belgium, of course, made changes, but they made changes for the right reason. They they had to drop some players because they were on yellow cards, so they would have missed the last 16. So I understand that, but the players they did put out, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having that they're better than England and they should not have beaten England. Yeah, um, with the England players that, that were on there, obviously you mentioned Rashford in there as well, but you've obviously got the likes of Eric Dyer, mm. Gary Cahill, you know, who were very much competing for place in the starting eleven. Yeah. Jamie Vardy, for example, another one. I mean, not that Vardy's going to get in ahead of Kane, but you know, these are players who are really pushing to get into the starting eleven. I don't think any of them did enough to say I should now be a starter for England. No, but then the only way that they would get in into the team is by playing with what is essentially the first choice team isn't it because by 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 rotating lot, lots of players you're as I said you're getting rid of the little partnerships and the little things that work and the little you know so like for example Jamie Vardy you could see later in the tournament gets dropped into a, uh, an England game alongside Harry Kane perhaps for Sterling say mm. and all around him he's got Lingard working with Kane he's got um, Deli Ali if he's back in the team or if it's Loftus-Cheek whoever it is um, and and that's obviously working because the the rhythm was there with them. And all right, they were they were playing pretty poor teams, but they were beating them and they were feeling good about themselves. And I think that camp was a happy place. Now, by what he, by what Southgate's done is he's very clearly created a bit of a hierarchy within the squad, um, which obviously was always there, but it's it's quite high, it's quite stark now, isn't it? People know who the players, who first choice, new second choice are, and second choice have come in and they've lost a the game, so they're not going to be feeling good about themselves. And that. How does that work in 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 the camp, which has looked a very happy place? All of a sudden, is it a bit less happy? Is that is there, you know? And we heard from England players, uh, uh, previous England players in in the build-up to the World Cup, people like Rio Ferdinand, Frank Lampard, spoke about how important it is to have a harmony in in the camp. And I'm not going to say I'm not saying they're going to be throwing toys at a pram or anything like that. I just think what was a very happy place is not going to be as happy anymore. Yeah, um, no, th- those players yeah. travelling back on a plane, they're going to be disappointed. You know, if you lose a game of football, you're not going to be smiling and happy about it. Oh, great, we've got Colombia next, we could have an easier route to the final. You're going to be disappointed, simple as that. One player for me who there will be question marks over was uh, Jordan Pickford. I think the rest of the starting eleven probably picks itself now, but his distribution wasn't good enough and his handling was a bit suspect at times. Could he have done better for the goal? I mean, it was a wonder goal. To be fair to Adnan Jelazar, long arm, didn't he? But um, it, you know, it just didn't. It didn't look like a natural kind of dive, really. But I, I don't know. I think I've, there's there's a question mark over him. Yeah, I, I think I've got to disagree with you on that one. I, I think Pickford, yeah, right, he had that little fumble. Well, obviously, mm. I think Cahill clawed mm. it off the line. I, I still think he's reasonable, and I don't think I don't well, think you can't I, drop I, him. That's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah he has to stay. But you know, it's, no, it's a no, real reminder that you know he's yeah. got to focus. Going yeah. ahead now. This is crunch time. We can't afford mistakes. But again, for him, I mean, he's he's playing behind a different defence, so that's gonna that's true. That's yeah. gonna uh, I, I, put a sort of grain of doubt in his mind. And, and maybe losing as well is actually the kick up the backside that maybe <laughs> maybe England needed. Maybe there was an element of complacency. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. About England and and probably yeah. for Pickford in himself. Maybe subconsciously, I'm just trying to try and put a, a positive no, on, yeah. on on on, on oh, a loss yeah. here that you know I mean, it, I, it, it I, can actually serve to motivate. I don't, I don't believe in any of the stuff about playing to lose or whatever and doing that sort of stuff but I do believe that there was a, an element in their minds of like it's not the end of the world if they lose this game um, in some cases that can 
allow you to play with a bit more freedom and and you and you're you're at your best. But I think in this case, because it was such a different new team, um, they didn't have that, and you had lots of players who were very aware of I'm you know I'm playing at the World Cup. This is my chance. This is my chance to play, and I don't think you saw them at their best. I thought someone like Eric Dyer just just you, you know you watch him and you think you're like, you're better than that. Why why are, you, why are you doing that? You know and and. Uh, the same could be said for a few of them, um, and again, that's the hierarchy I think now. Yeah. Um, now, now to to put a bit more of a positive slant on this, because I, I feel like we've been quite critical of England here. Let's just remember exactly what England have have done so far. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just remember how positive, how things have yeah. changed, how how much belief everybody has, and yeah, yeah. look at the draw. What a chance this is for England. Actually, I think the the main thing they've done, which unfortunately tonight might harm, but they've they've created an atmosphere. They've 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 created a. Um, a real, a real sort of positivity in the in the country. Um, you know, I'm sick of hearing three lines, but no, I'm, I'm not. But like, it's it's <laughs> it's um, it's it's created a positivity which you know I've obviously all like friends of mine and people here I've bought into, and rightly so. There's absolutely I've got all the time in the world for football fans who really love it and get carried away and enjoy themselves. You've just got to hope that tonight doesn't puncture that because if they have a dodgy first half hour against Colombia. And if the players can almost feed off the crowd, then then I just I'm just a little bit concerned for them. I think the quicker England put this game behind them, the better, and they will do. I think that will be the discourse going into the Colombia game. It will be look, we did the job, and we shouldn't forget that because England haven't really fared well in previous uh, World Cups. You know, getting out of the group stages. Did, well, it didn't happen in the last World Cup, did it? So you know, it, this is an achievement, and the feel good factor. I'd hope will remain, um, but going into this game now, England it is all or nothing. It's 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 do or die. They have to win, and I think the nation would appreciate that. And in terms of the scheduling, it's good for England. Uh, the games will be they fall on, you know, better venues now for England. They so they play at the Spartak Arena against Colombia uh, next Tuesday in the evening, and then if they win, they play in the quarterfinals. Um, on Saturday afternoon, so these these are great times to be around for for England fans, and um, I, I'd like to see, hopefully, that the nation will still believe that England can do this. Is it coming home? I hope so. <laughs> it, it, it's a really interesting argument. I was to see whether it's coming up. Interestingly, England's odds since losing to Belgium have dropped slightly. Oh, really? We were in, apparently in an even more favourable position to win the World Cup after that that loss. To see, we were yeah. eight, eight to one. With Bet Bright before uh, we played Belgium, it's now fifteen to two. So I mean, it's not a massive <laughs> fluctuation, no, but there's no. a little bit of fluctuation there. But England have gone down from like fourteen to yeah, one at the start so of the tournament the, to, the to half, fifteen to two now. The half they're in now, Spain are, are, are the bit the big boys in there, aren't they? And um, and you you could see a scenario where they're playing Spain in a in a semi final, and for all their quality, Spain have had little some dodgy moments, haven't they? So. Yeah, I can I can understand why the odds will come in. Um, I'm just as I said, as we've said, I just worry about the how the camp reacts to it. But if they react to it in a positive way, then it only strengthens my my admiration for them. Really, uh, I tell you what fills me with confidence about England, and it's simply just how we started the games against Tunisia and against Panama. England came out like, I mean, they they just came out so. Do you not think there's going to be there's got to be a moment now they're into the knockout stages where the fact that Tunisia and Panama were very poor needs to be taken into account. No, I I, I think the Belgian game acts as a, a bit of a, a wake-up call to kind of say, yeah. if you sit back, if you don't take seriously, don't take the game to someone, you ain't going to get anything out of a game. 
and Colombia are vulnerable at the back. I think I think the I think some of the, the couple of the Japan goals against Colombia showed mm. that. I, I think they can be got at. Yeah. And I just think England have to go into that Colombia game, start just as they did against Tunisia and Panama. First twenty minute, get at them, mm. get an early goal, and I, I have absolutely no doubt that England are going to do that. I, I I really believe that Gareth Southgate will stay true to his tactics. That's going to be a fascinating game. Um, and obviously, yeah, Colombia. Uh, when we were looking at England's, England's potential opponents, that this, you know, when we were doing our previews and all that, I think we all said that Colombia would have been the toughest one they could have played. But they through their group games. I mean, the Japan one was, I guess, an, I guess an element of exactly what Colombia are about because they messed up within the first three or four minutes, conceded a penalty, got a man sent off. Still played well, I thought, in that game. But but as you, as you're saying, rightly so, they were vulnerable both in the fact that the red card and conceding that goal from the set piece. Since then, they've looked good. But again, there are there are weaknesses and there are question marks there. And, and, and yeah, it, it'll be a great game. Yeah. You say vulnerable at the back, but I like the two at the, at the back they've got. So, Yeri Mina, who scored um, against... Got plenty, yeah. You know, he's, he's Barcelona's centre-half. Mm. Hasn't really played a lot for Barcelona. And Davinson Sanchez, who's a mean defender, very physical... And him oh. against Harry Kane. Yeah, I'd say they'll obviously know a lot about Harry Kane, but... wouldn't he? Because yeah. they'll be training every day with him. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that battle. Yeah, I'd say I'm still having the back of mind. There was a game at the end of the season for Barcelona. I think it was Levante. Oh God, yeah, when was cracker, wasn't was it? five, five, four. four yeah. Levante yeah, yeah. won, and uh, Yerry Mina yeah, he was played and had. I mean, just an absolute horror show. A Barcelona defender, defender has not had that bad of a performance in eight. <laughs> and I'm just in the back of my mind. I've got that performance, and I know, <laughs> I know that he's got yeah. an absolute horror show. Well, he's, not, he's, he's an interesting sort of character because I think Barcelona fans quite often re- would reference that moment as well because he hadn't had the greatest of starts to to his career there, and there was talk that he might um, leave already this summer because Barcelona were looking at a Brazilian midfielder who they want to initially. I think they're going to bring him in in January, but they might bring that transfer forward. And if they do, then they have too many non-EU players. So they would have to get rid of one of them. And obviously they're not getting rid of Coutinho or all the good ones. So they can, they're literally looking to get rid of him already. Um, his performances at the World Cup might make them change their mind. He's, he's a massive threat from set pieces, isn't he? Yeah, two yes. goals already for him. Yeah. Well, this is it. And um, you got Espina in goal, who we're mm. familiar with, of course, from his time at Arsenal. Falcao. And Radamel Falcao. Mm. Who you know didn't have the best of times, did he? In England, with Manchester United and Chelsea, was was very disappointing. But seems to have rediscovered his touch mm. again at Monaco. And uh, a friend uh, WhatsApp me within minutes of Yanazai scoring, and he just said that's exactly the type of player that England always concede goals to. Someone who's sort of struggled in the Premier League. Yeah, now yeah. that's Falcao, isn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Adan Yanazai, of course, who was almost set to play for England at one point. Yeah, um, God, yeah, has, uh, <laughs> has almost now kind of put England into an easier route. To the final, if you like. So maybe maybe he was maybe he had that in the back of his mind all along. When he was making decision. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he did. No. Yeah, I, know, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, um, any, anyway, just very quickly, score predictions. England against Colombia takes place Tuesday night. So some oh, very oh, very oh advanced God. score predictions. Do England get through? Jones, I'm going to go for. Actually, going to be exciting game. Two two after normal time. Don't say penalties. Please and it goes to penalties. <laughs> and England win on penalties. There you go. Oh, I tell you what. England winning a penalty shootout yeah. at any stage of this tournament will just change 
mentalities and beliefs and yeah, oh, that was already happened. It, even the world cup. I mean, just given the world cup, if that happens, I, I've been told that mentalities and beliefs have changed so often. I don't know. I don't know where we are now. I'm going I, round I, and round I, in circles. <laughs> what What are you trying to say? That, that's that's the, it's the final corner we got to turn. It? It's the final corner. <laughs> right. It's the one thing we need. We we need is it a cul-de-sac before? Now it's going yeah. into a corner. <laughs> All right, uh, Matty, how do you how do you predict oh, that one going? God. I really hope that Jones is wrong, but I have a sneaky suspicion he could be right on this one. I'm going for one all, and um, in normal time, and I'm going for a England winner in extra time. So not not penalties, but I think it'll be an England winner, and it'll be two one. Two one England in extra time. I'll but take that after extra drama. time. Bit of drama. Um, I'm just gonna say three 0 England normal time. Yeah, yeah why not? Uh, let's just batter him. It's coming home, innit? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I mean, so when he's when, cool. when's oh, he getting here? Ryan, Gig- Ryan Giggs reckons it's Ryan Giggs uh, loves yeah. it. Ryan Giggs loves England. Yeah. Um, well, he, he, he does. He's from England. He's from England, according Cheers, to his uh, according to his uh, most recent comments. Anyway, it's a, it's not just England that have made the last sixteen. Obviously, it's not. You know, are. there's fifteen other teams, <laughs> <There's> yeah. a, <laughs> and it could be <laughs> coming home for them. Yeah, it, it's it's called the last sixteen because there are literally sixteen teams in it. Yeah. Um, well, let's just quickly. Uh, I mean, first of all, so the group stages over. Just summing up the whole group stage. What what, what an occasion it's been. For, yeah, the, the, there was an occasion near the start where obviously. I think it was on the second day of the tournament, Uruguay and Egypt played out a really boring game. And then the day after, there was the Morocco-Iran game. And I'm thinking, oh, the, you know, it's, mm. it's not going to... Oh, no, I think they were on the same day. They actually. were, actually, yeah, second I, day. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, it's, it's just not going to yeah. kick into life. Please don't be a letdown, but boy, it didn't it, let us down. The latter, the latter mo- uh, games in the group stages were very good, very exciting. Um, it's Things seemed to just escalate... Um, and I've got a slight theory. I wonder if if the referees they had there was some sort of referees meeting because I don't know the last the last sort of the last set of group matches just seemed to be a lot more free flowing and and there seems to be a few more things being let go and, um, and a few more VAR checks. Yeah, the, the v, yeah even that like it, and it, they started to like the referees almost kind of started to have more of a say in what was going on. They like all of a sudden they started going to the VAR review and still saying no to the decision that they've been told to check where before they weren't doing that so. Um, yeah, so the latter moments of the group stages were very good, um, and I think we started to see the true selves of a lot of the teams, Brazil especially. Um, not so much obviously England and Belgium because it was much changed. But did, uh, did we end up seeing the true selves of Germany as well? That was great, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will confidently say this has been the best World Cup in my living memory so far. It's been so exciting, so many good stories to it, so many great games, so many amazing goals. I mean, what a showreel that's going to be at the end of the World Cup. Yeah, so we've only so seen like, you know, we've not even seen half of the tournament yet. So I, I would say for me, um, the team I've really enjoyed watching so far, I would probably say, well, apart from the defeat the other day, but Mexico, Mexico, really, I've really enjoyed watching them. But Brazil, been fantastic. I think um, apart from Mexico, who excited me in the first two games, but Brazil... They've just had everything about them. I know they drew against Switzerland, but other than that, they managed to get out of jail against Costa Rica, and they were impressive against Serbia. And you look at Neymar, it looks like a player who struggled for fitness coming into the tournament, but now he's kind of getting back to his best. Philip Coutinho looks like he's been doing a lot of gym work. He looks a lot stronger. Mm. I don't know if he's been doing anything different at Barcelona, but he looks like a slightly different player than... He was at Liverpool. He's got to chippy in Liverpool quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. He's, he's he's kept off the kebabs and he's sticking <laughs> to the tapas. We got good, we got good chippies up north. No, definitely. Oh, yeah. Especially with a bit of gravy all over it. But um, <laughs> I would say for me, Coutinho has been my standout player of the tournament so far. Goal of the tournament, 
Um, I'm going to stick with Jesse Lingard because I really enjoyed that goal against Panama. Although, to be quite frank, I guess it's probably it's uh, the Spanish. Uh, it's, it's it's Nacho, isn't it? The goal um, against Portugal. No, it's South Korea's second goal against Germany, which was hilarious. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neuer again, yeah. dispossessed. Yeah, okay. Um, so, and then young star of the tournament so far. God, I mean. It's, it's difficult to say so far, really, but I, I've really enjoyed. I'm not sure how old Hervin Lozano is. I can't mm, quite recall, but old, he's yeah. been he's been very good to watch. So there's been a lot of really exciting moments so far. Um, some comedy moments, as we've just discussed there, <laughs> and that's not even mentioning Michi uh, oh. Batshuayi's uh, <laughs> attempt yeah. to celebrate Belgium's goal against England by clanging the ball off the post and into his face. I've loved it I think it's been brilliant Yeah, so it, it, really, it really really has been uh, good fun I, I just, what was, that's why you're thinking if he's going to kick the he's ball just, into the post I, was I he trying to put got, in the net or? I think he's what either he's <laughs> either gone I think he's tried to kick it out of the net and he's tried to kick it into the crowd and go a bit crazy and I mean literally a big post yeah, in front and of him what are you doing you're not exactly coming across very well as a as a striker for your country if you well, can't hit your target from a well, yard out. Right? To be fair, he, he struggled, didn't he? Against um, who was it? Was it um, Tunisia where he could yeah. have scored about yeah. sixteen goals? Yeah. So maybe that didn't his own face. I think you need to know. About he did not hit his own face that day. He did against England. <laughs> um, I think a lot yeah. of Belgian fans themselves in the face that day. Yeah. But. Um, but no, look, there's so, so many exciting teams. We we've got the uh, World Cup power rankings. We're going to publish uh, today, so make sure you check out Mirror Football for that and. England, well, I guess they were near the top, but I think they might be where Alex Richards initially had them, and that was at number nine. Ooh, so have, have the power rankings been decided? Are we, or, or are we waiting for Alex to We're make waiting. We're, you'll see them today at Mirror Football. Okay. The well, last 16. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm In other words, he hasn't ruined it yet. But, no. um, <laughs> you might as well not play the rest of the tournament and just whoever, whoever he's put number one. But I'm going to put you both on the spot quickly. Who's your number one in the power rankings? Uh, Brazil for me I've said all along said they're going to win it at the start of the tournament and I've seen nothing to suggest they won't uh, I also agree with Brazil um, I would have still said Spain um, after even after struggling against Iran and getting a draw against Portugal I don't know but I just saw something in Brazil in that Serbia game yeah. where I saw just the way they yeah. moved the, the style of play the pace they, they approached things the individual quality the first touches they have I just think they're they're a step above everything else there yeah. And, um, They've got that fear factor about them as well, haven't they? I mean, you line up against Brazil in a tunnel and you'll be thinking, this is going to be a tough game. You know, like, yeah. if you've got a sort of a Real Madrid feel about them. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll get there and they'll do a job. Coutinho as well, as you say, is playing very, very well. Yeah. Um, and he looks like he could be, like, on track for player of the tournament, which is good because I've got a bet on him to be that. So, um, yeah, so you, yeah, you, you, t- you, you tip <laughs> that in one of our shows. Yeah, um, well, the good thing is all the all the Adidas players have been rubbish. So, so the Adidas might have to change and have to give it to a night player. <laughs> and then give him a boot. Yeah, deal unless Messi like. goes and just bees Messi. But yeah. um, I'm still uh, sticking yeah. to Argentina to win it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went well. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're still there. Yeah. They're the through, but um, I mean, let, let's go on to the last sixteen game. Uh, mm. Now uh, they play what a game. They play France. Yeah, yeah. Um, France themselves. Uh, just quickly, the the two tournament winning odds have changed quite a bit between these two teams. Uh, France are eight to one with Bet Bright. Argentina twelve to one. France were, I mean, have. I mean, they said the same. England more likely to win the World Cup than France now, probably because of the side of the draw. But yeah. France haven't actually played that well. I know they've they've, no. they've won games. They've been. Forever, but, they? They've been really weird. I've 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 
kind of watched them and just thought, what is going on? Um, it's almost like something's going to happen, but it hasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, and it's it's an odd one because again, we said we said before the tournament that they've got a lot of fantastic footballers, but it's a strange way that they they can't really come together as a team because you need that. I think you need that bit of character. You need that sort of bit of just being horrible and just kind of like dogging your way through games sometimes. And France don't look as though that they really want to do that at times and they look like they they just kind of like will will stay in games and then just at one point one of them will just produce something and they'll win i mean um i, I think pogba's been criticized but i think if you look at what he did when they beat australia for example he and it was given as an own goal in the end but he he took he, he forced the issue he he took the he took the ball he drove at the defense there's not enough of that though, and uh, hopefully we'll start seeing it more from him. But this this Argentina game is fascinating because if France approach it in a in in a way, and they you know Argentina's midfield Mascherano's slower than time, isn't he? And um, <laughs> unfortunately, because he was a fantastic player, I used to love watching him. But he's gone now. He's gone these days. And if France can get hold of that midfield, then that's the key, I think. Yeah, uh, Marcos Rojo's goal, by the way. I know we're not even mentioned it, but what a finish on his Great weaker goal, foot yeah. against Nigeria. Um, say Jose Mourinho a few quid, couldn't he? If he's looking yeah. for a new striker. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be you've got to be wary with these uh, international tournaments, though, and you know potential <laughs> signings. Yeah, like, look, look what happened with uh, Tottenham spending thirty million quid on Moses Sissoko after the Euros, just because he had a couple yeah, of good games. Yeah. Uh, the, the World Cup does that. Play, players get moves that maybe they not won't necessarily. Um, well, I don't think Marcus Rowe will be moving up front anytime soon, so you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't be getting thirty million pounds for him anytime soon. But I think this game is it's a great way to start the last sixteen. And um you know, the football gods are smiling on this competition. Argentina will win it and <laughs> Portugal will go on to beat Uruguay in the evening. So oh, that throws yeah. up a Cristiano Ronaldo versus Lionel Messi quarter final. I'd be really intrigued by that. Well, uh, I think everyone would, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> I'll be honest. I think the that would, and surely that would settle the debate, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, whoever wins, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, know, um, I know it's the maybe it, it would it would for some people, but whoever yeah, whoever yeah. the one that lost was, it would not settle it for them because they'd still be tweeting about it and stuff. I like know. That. Yeah. No, I'm just playing devil's advocate. It will go on forever and ever and ever but until it was the still, end of time. But it's still quite, and it's never going to go away, is it? Nah. You know, Ronaldo, I guess, has answered it because. You know, he won a, a European Championship with Portugal, but Messi's done stuff with Argentina, hasn't he? Mm. I mean, oh. I um, he's got records galore. And I, I, I'm I, just I, sick of it, really. They're both great players. We're <laughs> just enjoying both, shouldn't we? I, I know it is the most boring debate in football, or oh, for me, it is. I, yeah. I, I really find no, it boring debate, and yeah. I've very much always been Team Lionel Messi. I just think he he's a better football. But there was a point earlier in this World Cup. And I think it was after Portugal's second game. Who did? Who did who Morocco one 0 Yeah, they, they played Morocco. Mm. And I was watching Ronaldo, and I went, I just went said to myself, I went, actually, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm swinging. You know, when you, yeah. I, I could feel my, myself for the first time ever. I think starting to these days to at, Ronaldo. At, at Ronaldo's age, um, he is playing now, playing in teams who. Are kind of making the most of the fact that he's, you know, he's 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 a moments guy, isn't he? He 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 has moments. And you think about the the free kick against uh, against Spain, Real Madrid do it and Portugal do it. They they will structure their team around him and they'll just almost like almost wait and get him into positions where he 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 can deliver, and it means that he doesn't have to run around as much anymore. Whereas Messi, you saw Messi in the last in the Nigeria game, and he's. Back after he's had his own half, he's picking the ball up, he's running everywhere, he's involved in more things, 
Um, so I think it's 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 an ongoing debate, and it's until the end of time, and it's gone on for too long. But they function in very different ways these days. I think. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Ronaldo more of a defensive forward now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Where he sort of picks his moments, as Jonesy said, doesn't you know, influence the team as much as what Messi might do mm. with Argentina, as we saw in the, in the group stages. So, But look, it would be great to see those two giants of the game collide in the quarterfinals. And I think it would be a tie deserving of this tournament we've seen so far. So yeah. I'm looking forward to France for Uruguay already. <laughs> uh, but what we'll say is about Uruguay-Portugal, that's going to be some nasty, filthy oh. game. There's got a lot, a lot Absolutely. of interesting battles there. Put it after the watershed, I think. Yeah, it'll feel like yeah. that. Uh, I'm not letting my kids stay and watch no, that don't. game. No chance. Yeah. I, have, I have visions of it being like that. What was it called the, the Battle of Rustenburg? Was it Portugal <laughs> Netherlands in, uh, well, the four, in the four red cards? Yeah, four red cards. <laughs> yeah. whatever. I think there was something. What was it like brilliant, 17, 18 yeah, yellows in total? Great. Yeah. Um, Pepe Suarez. Oh, yeah. God. It's what this World Cup needs. It's a bit of being horrible. Yeah, let's have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, to, to be fair, I think that's the one thing. We're yeah. I mean, we've had VAR carnage. So let's just have play. Oh, can, you imagine, can you imagine the VAR what? in that game? It'd just be going all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, we're going to have to re- review that red card. Yeah. <laughs> just just go quickly as well. Ronaldo, very, very lucky. Um, that he's, he even gonna be, he's even going to yeah. be playing in the round of 16 and the quarter final if they get there um, because he should have been sent off for now but I, I have no idea uh, the, the, VR, are, the VRs even told the referees like you're wrong look at it the elbow but there's also did you see the little unseen thing which I did a story on which uh, in the last minute of the game in literally the 96th minute Iran try and launch an attack and as a defender Ronaldo literally runs in front of him jumps arms in the air ball hits his hand and it's a, it's a, a, a handball and potential second yellow card, so he'd be he'd be uh, he'd be suspended that way as well. But nobody really reacts, and Iran just obviously trying to get forward and trying, to, and then Iran knocking forward again, and the final whistle goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there could have been a second yellow there as well. No, I say very, lucky, very lucky boy. Um, I say very quickly before we finish. I say we've, we've rambled on for ages today. Um, I think we should though. I mean, we're going into the last sixteen. It's good to profile. There's no there's no football really. on Friday. Yeah, the, the, there is. I'm, 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 I'm wondering what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Um, uh, so I, I think we'll actually. You'll probably talk about this again. Uh, we, we, yeah, we, 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 we probably will. I said we'll, we'll I'm, I'm just clip this part out and then make it into another one. Yeah, yeah, easy, yeah. done. Yeah, yeah sorry. Oh, we'll just duplicate. We'll hope nobody notices that we yeah, the same yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Um, on to the, I say the, the second batch of round of sixteen games: Spain against Russia, uh, Croatia against Denmark. Are those two games? Um, First of all, with Croatia, for me, team of the tournament so far. Mm. Personally, I think they've been so, so good. That performance against Argentina, I thought, was just yeah. expert. Argentina looked a mess, but I think they very much contributed to... Oh, they did a to... number on them, didn't they? And, and, and that reminds me, actually, Modric probably in for a shot at goal of the tournament as well. That was a yeah, that beautiful was a strike. Yeah, yeah, so getting out of the feet, his, his feet the way he did uh, as well. Um, also in the fix, obviously, Russia, the hosts... I don't think we very much expect them to get past Spain, but nah. I mean, what a tournament they've had anyway. I think oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're great. They're, 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 they've exceeded expectations. Definitely getting to that, getting to this point. The um, trouble with them, as we said about England before, it's the, the momentum thing, and they've gone and got hammered by Uruguay, and they've now got to play Spain, and all of a sudden those games against Saudi Arabia and, and Egypt might feel a long time ago. Um, so yeah, it's Spain. Spain should beat them. I mean, we've seen in, in tournaments gone by that hosts have that bit of momentum about them you know but I think uh, I can't see them getting anything from Spain Spain just they just don't lose the ball do they and they, I think Russia are going to find it difficult to get it from them yeah so Spain have that kind of unless it's set pieces I say Spain have that a bit of resiliency about them even though obviously I know they, they end up drawing against Morocco 
Um, but obviously, they, they, they were pretty much through anyway. You know, it wasn't like a, no. you know, a game-changing thing. I just, there's something about Spain where I just think they'll win. It's almost that. They've almost mm. got a bit of that swag that Germany had four years ago. You just kind of expect them to win. And obviously, if they're put in a tricky situation against Russia, I fully expect that they'll um, they'll, they'll get through. And they've banished all the kind of memories of losing their manager 24 hours before <laughs> the start of the competition. Nobody's even talking about that anymore, are they? Yeah, no, I completely forgot that yeah. happened. Um, interesting from the Spain camp as well, though, there has been some changes for the team to be to be changed. And I know this that, that's obviously our perspective on Spain, but people in Spain are saying David De Gea should potentially yeah, be dropped. Yeah, um, David De Gea actually has had a bit of an interesting tournament, obviously letting in that goal from Ronaldo in the first game, where it's obviously slipped out of his hands or effectively always now not been able to grab it but hasn't quite looked too convincing has he mm. uh, considering I mean, he's billed by a lot as the best goalkeeper in the world yeah um, I I think we we perhaps underestimate and we mentioned it with Jordan Pickford didn't we we underestimate what the differences playing behind different defences are like I think for goalkeepers um, and he is obviously used to playing in a, in a, in a Jose Mourinho team and Jose Mourinho teams are very well organised defensively in Spain perhaps don't put the same uh, level of level of focus on defence although they've got fantastic defenders in, in PK and Ramos but um, I don't know I think goalkeeping's hard <laughs> um, I think the even the very best have, have wobbles and have moments I'd be shocked if they dropped him if they did it would be I think they'd be making a lot of problems for themselves because it's too late. If you're going to do it, you do it in the group stages. Even, who's the number two? Is that Kepa guy? Kepa. And then Reina uh, number three. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to try to say can't, yeah. I, can't, I can't see it happening at all. I think they'd be, they'd be crazy. And all right, so he should have done better against Portugal. And I think he accepts that. But you're going into the crunch stages of the tournament now. He's a world-class player. He's a player when you see him on the team sheet. If you're in the opposition, you don't want to be playing against yeah. people like that. He's psychologically, you know, he's just one of those fantastic players in the world. So, especially in the goalkeeping position, and that's probably why we shouldn't drop Pickford either. We've got to stick by him there, haven't we? Yeah. So you've got to be a ball ball manager to make that change. Yeah, um, and it's but it is a chance for Fernando Hierro to make a statement and. I don't know. He could change the goalkeeper, and if they could oh. only get going to win the World Cup, and then he becomes a. I mean, I mean, there's other ways to make a statement. I, yeah, I, yeah. I really don't think that one's going to happen. Um, so yeah, uh, Spain against Russia. We all, we we all see Spain going. Yeah, through, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah uh, Croatia, Denmark, Croatia. Uh, yeah, Denmark are really boring, aren't they? Um, and I think Croatia should find a way through. Efficient though. That's that's the thing yeah. with Denmark. They're they're, they're producing yeah. very efficient, dogged performance I wouldn't say dominant Those but they've certainly been in control of every game that they've played yeah. they've got a good keeper they have in Schumacher yeah. but apart from him and Ericsson they haven't got much about them have they uh, uh, I, you, you say what do you say efficient and, and I mean it's I just it's functional they they yes they have they have Ericsson and, and Ericsson will produce moments for them but um, I don't see I mean they're a team they're a classic last 16 team for me they're a you know they'll get there and they'll go out and you know what? They're probably happy with that. Last sixteen's fine for them, isn't it? Getting through the group was two good. nil Croatia. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm probably with you on that. I, th- I can't see Croatia stum- stumbling there. But then again, I couldn't see Croatia, uh, sorry, Germany stumbling against South Korea. So <laughs> anything can happen. Um, Brazil and Mexico, we have actually already spoken about um, a little earlier in here, so I'll skip past that. Belgium and Japan. Um, we've obviously already spoken a little bit about Belgium, but just a quick mention for Japan. 
how the hell have they made the <laughs> <laughs> luckiest team in the tournament, aren't they? I mean, it's just I'm full credit to them. Um, they've got through. On, they've got through on fair play, having not tried to play in the last sort of five ten minutes of that um, the game against uh, the last sixteen. The, uh, uh, last, the last group game against Poland. Sorry, um, there you're essentially looking at a team that have qualified via that handball that uh, Sanchez did in the third minute of their first game. Because that allowed them to beat Colombia, which I don't think they would have done without the handball. So and fair play, they did that, and then and then to give them credit, they they rallied well in the Senegal game in that two-two draw, which was under the radar, one of the better games of the tournament. Um, and they've got through, but I think the, the the disappointment for England is that England had England played them, I, I would have been completely um, thinking England would would easily have won the game, but um, and so I think Belgium will easily win the game. Yeah, yeah, I say completely agree with you. I, totally, I think Lukaku's going to have a lot of fun against him. Yeah, yeah, I've said if he's back, of course. I mean, I think we he will be. Yeah. I, I think we expect him to be to be back. In, in He'll score a hat trick. <laughs> um, I say the the last round of sixteen game that we haven't mentioned at all yet is England's potential quarterfinal opponents if they get past Colombia, and that is either Sweden or Switzerland. Yeah, it's good. This um, one, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, Sweden, Switzerland in the knockout. It's great stage of the of, yeah. a, of, a, of a World Cup is mental. The the fact that. England, Sweden, Switzerland, Colombia, one of them is a guaranteed semi-finalist, I just find a little bit. Well, if it's England, Sweden, um, you've got nil-nil drawing all over it. I mean, we just don't tend to play well against Sweden <laughs> in big tournaments. Yeah. But Hey, uh, Danny Welbeck, uh, Euro 2002, his little uh, backheel flip 2012. goal. 20, 2002, he's not that old. Making Danny Welbeck about 45, <laughs> though. Yeah. Yeah, I meant 2012, yeah. obviously, but um, that was against Sweden, wasn't it? That, that was, was that, Yeah, that was a good game, right, wasn't it? Um, I remember Andy Carroll's got a really good header. Yes, yes, he did. Joey, Joey can, Cole. Can you get him over? Can you get Andy Carroll? Yeah, I, I'm, he's in, <laughs> I think he's in Disneyland. Yeah, like yeah. uh, Sweden actually, they have impressed me. Very unlucky against Germany. You know, absolutely thrashed Mexico, albeit sort of a, a change side there. But um, I wouldn't want to play them. I think Switzerland, uh, they've they've done well. Don't don't they? They drew with Brazil, but England should be. Switzerland quite comprehensively, but I think Sweden, they'd, you know, they'd find it a tougher game. Yeah, I, to, to be honest, I I don't think I can see much between either no. either of the teams. I think they're, they're both on a similar level. Whereas the the well organised, the well disciplined. There's no particular could superstar. Be, could be one of them that goes to penalties. Um, and Sweden have got a penalty maestro in the old slow Granquist at the back who just waddles up and bangs them in. I love so Brilliant. Formerly of Wigan. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he, which is great and he'll come in and he's taken two great penalties so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this is a great thing about the World Cup. We have players who are saying, oh yeah, formerly of Wigan yeah. and players who's played wherever. He, he a, man, a manager who got sacked from Cambridge <laughs> at the World Cup and everything as well. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, the Granquist, he looks like, like Big Dave who plays for your Sunday pub yeah, team. Doesn't does. he? Like, you know, he just strolls out. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah but certainly efficient though. Yeah, certainly, definitely. Certainly. But then Shakiri, you know, he's, I think he's had a very good tournament, and you know, perhaps he's going to earn that move to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So we've covered pretty much every team that's still in the competition there. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, I'll just very quickly run through the odds uh, with Betbright to win the whole tournament. Now, Brazil are seven to two favourites. Spain at four to one. Belgium thirteen to two. England fifteen to two. Then on to France at eights, Croatia at elevens, Argentina twelves, Colombia twenties, and then the rest are probably not going to win it, so it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, unless we, yeah, I can't see a surprise. I can't see Uruguay going all the way, maybe. But no, anyway, uh, <laughs> that'll uh, let you talk. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm, carry on, mate. I'm, 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 I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just rambling on. Um, 
No, that, that'll do. As I say, talking about rambling, we, we have gone double our normal length uh, for this podcast. I think but it's it was a special podcast today, though. So, I actually, during the podcast, I said to Aaron, go on, go on, go a little bit longer. Yeah. And yeah. we have done. <laughs> so, I hope you've all enjoyed it. Yeah, so you... But I thought I'd try and get as much as I can out of this, because I'm not sure how many more appearances I've got in me during this tournament. Yeah, okay. I mean, you'll probably be back You've tomorrow. You've selected. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, you, no. you won't be back tomorrow. Maybe. Uh, we'll you won't be back tomorrow. So hopefully tomorrow. I mean, obviously, I've, I've nothing confirmed. We'll hopefully hear from one of our reporters in Russia. Either John Cross, Darren Lewis, one of them guys. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get... pick someone. Yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll find one of them who's not on a flight back to St. Petersburg or something and uh, get one of them on and hopefully we'll hear from their experiences. I'll make, make, I'll make it a bit different. And bit if not, I'll be on hand to provide my insight from Dagnum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> live from Dagenham. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and thank you very much for listening, everybody, uh, and sticking with us through to forty minutes of yes. of, of, of of World Cup content. Um, uh, if you don't subscribe already, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Acast, you can get us on Spotify, you can get us basically wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and we will appreciate uh, a nice five star rating if you have enjoyed the podcast. Um, that wouldn't go too far amiss, indeed. Uh, but until uh, tomorrow on our daily World Cup podcast, um, yeah, that's it. Um, England, uh, just quickly, are England coming home? Oh, it's not it. <laughs> is, it, is, it is it coming uh, home? Are England coming home? Are we getting knocked out by Colombia? It might be now. Uh, 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 is it coming home? From what you've seen, they're coming home. No, <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not going to ask the Welsh first, <laughs> Matty. Well, I've got to stick with Argentina. I said they're all <laughs> together from from the start. So, um, no, it's not. I don't think. I'm sorry, everyone. That, that wasn't the patriotic response I wanted from either of you. It's coming home, everyone. Believe <laughs> you just said Brazil are going to win it. Uh, right, that's how enough. How many Come World on. Cups you give it out? <laughs> I, 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 I said I said Brazil top of the power rankings. Not 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 that they're oh, going to okay, win okay, it. Oh, that's fine. that's different then. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with the latest edition of the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast in association with Bet Bright.